Hi there, good morning. It's Councillor Glenn. It is Saturday, December 3rd. I cannot believe it's already December 3rd. It's already December. Uh, this is a big day here in Stittsville because tonight is the Stittsville Parade of Lights organized by the volunteers at the Stittsville Village Association. It's from 6 p.m. to about 8 p.m. on Stittsville Main Street. Uh, I'll be there in the City of Ottawa float and I know lots of families, lots of people will be along the parade route. Uh, just remember, that means Stittsville Main Street will be closed from about Hazeldean Road to the library at Carlton Cathcart. That'll be closed from just before 5 p.m., uh, sorry, just before 6 p.m. until the parade's done around 8 p.m. Then after the parade, uh, there's some events and festivities at Village Square Park at the corner of Abbott and Stittsville, Maine. Uh, some carols, some hot chocolates, so lots of fun happening tonight. Uh, today is also the annual OC Transpo Food Drive, uh, supporting local food banks. Here in Stittsville, the Stittsville Food Bank will be set up at Brown's Independent and at the No Frills. So Brown's Independent on Stittsville, Maine, and the No Frills at Iber and Hazeldean Road. So uh, please make a donation and help people in need in our community. All the donations you make at Brown's or at No Frills go to the Stittsville Food Bank and any, uh, any cash donations or food donations are hugely appreciated. Uh, it was a super busy week in our community and at City Hall. As I'm sure you heard, the big news is the LRT Commission released its report. It's a massive report, over 650 pages. Um, I really encourage people though to read, I know you may not wanna take the time to read 650 pages, but there's a smaller condensed document with an executive summary and the 103 recommendations from, from the report. And I'd really encourage residents to read that. Um, get a little bit beyond the headlines. There's been a lot of attention on the mayor and the city manager this week, but there's a lot more than that in the report. And uh, I think it's a really good report. Uh, some pretty serious findings and some good, strong recommendations that I want the city to implement as soon as possible. But I think it's worth mentioning here, just uh, the, the inquiry, which is based on, on documents as, as evidence, as well as interviews and the hearings that were held at the beginning of the summer. Uh, the commissioner said they found many reasons for why there have been and continue to be problems with the LRT. So I just wanna read through the five key ones because this is important. Um, it says the city chose unproven technology for the trains that strained the limits of what an LRT system could do. RTG did not coordinate the work of its subcontractors and failed to ensure the integration of the various systems and components. An adversarial relationship developed between the city and RTG. The city rushed the LRT system into service before it was ready, and RTG and its subcontractors did not provide adequate maintenance. So um, there's a, a narrative of what's happened with LRT from when it was first approved at council going back well over a decade ago up until the time of the derailment. It's a really good read. As one of my council colleagues said, people have been looking for answers. This report has answers. It does bring everything all together. And there are 103 recommendations that uh, uh, Mayor Sutcliffe has said he wants to, uh, to implement, so uh, we'll be coming up with an action plan at City Hall to implement those. And uh, the last thing is I, I do want to remind or ask residents uh, to be patient. This is a big report and I want to be really careful about making any kind of uh, knee-jerk quick reactions to it or even quick actions to it. We really need to make sure we are considering these recommendations seriously and uh, making sure we're making the, the right decisions going ahead for the public. 
Um, also, I think it applies to a lot more than just LRT and stage two and, and future transit projects. Um, the lessons learned and the, the recommendations are really valuable for uh, many projects that the city undertakes and, and any public body, really any private body as well. There's a lot of really good insight in there into risk management, into communications. Uh, so anyways, recommended reading if you have some time. Just go to Google and search for um, Ottawa LRT Inquiry or you can go to my website. I've put some links there as well. Uh, beyond LRT, the other thing, uh, I guess, big city news or provincial news, Bill 23, that's the housing bill, passed at Queen's Park. There were some tweaks to it, but uh, nothing I would say major. It looks like they're going to delay some of the implement, implementation dates. And again, the city is working on an implementation plan and a communications plan to help people understand what the immediate impacts are to the city. Uh, we did get a note from Steve Clark, the Minister of Housing. Uh, he sent it to an association of Ontario municipalities acknowledging that uh, there is a financial impact to cities. And it looks like they, they said they're going to audit some of the cities and uh, determine um, if there's financial assistance that, that should be provided. And they're telling us to go to the federal government, ask the federal government for help. So still not a satisfactory answer there on finance and budget, but we'll continue pushing the province to help uh, with the financial impacts of that. And we'll continue pushing back on many of the detrimental changes to the bill that's going to affect our quality of life and our natural environment in Stittsville and in the city of Ottawa. Uh, today I'm at the ward office. I should have mentioned that off the top. This is Cardell Rec. Um, and uh, it's a good, good place to remind you that recreation registration happens this week. It's Monday night for swimming programs. It's Wednesday for everything else. And the really good news is that the city has finally upgraded their registration system. We're now working with a third party provider and a cloud-based system. So those long waits and the reloading of the registration should be a thing of the past. Crossing my fingers, here's hoping it'll be a much smoother process on Monday evening. You can find more information about that at ottawa.ca or on my website, glengower.ca. Also on my website, there's information about how you can um, put your name in for consideration to join a committee or a board. With the new term of council, we are uh, recruiting for new public members on a number of advisory boards and, and city committees. So uh, please check that out if you've ever been interested in uh, participating. Board of Health, um, Planning Advisory Committee, uh, Built Heritage Subcommittee, there's all sorts of groups that, uh, Accessibility Committee, all sorts of citywide boards and committees that uh, we're looking for qualified people to join. So check out my website for more info. Um, let's get a little more local. Uh, on Monday, I published the comments of the Urban Design Review Panel on the proposed development at 6310 Hazeldean Road. This is the proposal for a nine-story apartment across from where the farm boy is. Uh, the UDRP is a uh, panel of expert architects and designers who evaluate proposals on, on some of the uh, development proposals that come before the city. Their review was uh, pretty, uh, pretty critical. In fact, that it's rare that you see a UDRP review that is that critical of a project. And I was really glad to see that they agreed with a lot of the feedback that I've had and that residents have had about uh, some of the issues with this building. So check out my website if you're interested in more. Now on that project, we still have not received a second revision 
or I guess a first revision, version two of their plans, let's put it that way, which is the next step in the process. So they've received comments now from the city planner and from the urban design review panel. It's in the applicant's hands to come back with a revised plan that city planners can evaluate. So still lots to go in that file. Um, we've heard from a bunch of residents on and near Hoban Street about lights that are out. We are aware the city is working on it. Uh, it's not just a light bulb that's out. There's a larger power issue uh, that's, that's being addressed. And uh, it sounds like, as usual, with a lot of things, there's an issue with getting a specific part that is needed. But uh, they've heard from me about how urgent that is. It's quite dark on Hoban. So hopefully we'll have a fix or at least a bit of an update on the schedule on Monday or Tuesday. So uh, thank you to everybody who's alerted us to that. And anytime you see a light out or an issue with city equipment in the community, please call 311 so that staff can be alerted as quickly as possible. Speaking of lights, uh, I hope uh, I hope you check out the new street lights, the pedestrian lights along Stittsville Main Street. They've been installed now on the east side of the street. Um, some new black decorative street lights. They look really good, really happy to see those out there. Uh, the other thing we've been getting some emails about is the vacant unit tax. Uh, so yes, yeah, starting next year, the city is going to be adding a, a tax to the property tax bill of any landowner, property owner who has a vacant unit, a home or apartment that's vacant. We have over 10,000 people on a waiting list for housing in Ottawa. So every little bit counts when you're talking about freeing up, um, freeing up homes and apartments for people to live in. So we're trying to encourage and motivate these property owners to find a tenant or someone to live in these empty buildings. We believe based on on census and demographics, there could be about 2,500 empty homes or apartments in Ottawa. I know there's a few here in Stittsville. And uh, based on experience from Vancouver, where they saw a 15% reduction year over year in vacant units, it means that uh, if, if we're very successful, we could get close to 400 units that are, are then occupied. And that's a significant number uh, when we're trying to tackle that, uh, that waiting list of affordable housing. Now, it does require homeowners uh, once a year to go into the city's website and check a box. And I know a lot of people uh, are, are not happy about that inconvenience, um, but we have looked at other methods to do that and where cities have been successful and the cities that have been most successful and have the most compliance are the ones that use this process. And I've had people ask me, can we use hydro bills or water bills? We can't because there's some privacy issues and it also doesn't uh, properly indicate uh, um, whether or not these units are vacant. There are exemptions, of course, if you are a snowbird and you travel south, there's an exemption there. If there's an unexpected death in the family, there's an exemption there. So there are some reasonable exemptions, maybe if you're in the military and you travel during the year. Um, but anyhow, this is meant to tackle uh, empty units and get more housing supply, more, more places for people to live when we're dealing with this housing crisis. Uh, okay, a few quick last notes. Uh, check out the Turcotte House at 18 Cypress Gardens. It's off of Bray Street. Once again this year, they've decorated their house. The theme this year is Elf. It looks incredible. Um, and the, the money raised this year goes to the Chio Foundation uh, for mental health services at the hospital. So that's amazing. I was there the other day to check it out. There's some photos on my uh, Facebook and Instagram page. We are looking for rink volunteers. 
uh, at many of our local rinks. We've got about a dozen local rinks, I think, in Stittsville. They're all run by volunteers. If you want to help out or know someone who does, uh, contact my office and we will connect you with the rink managers in each location. Mark Yakubuski Park is still without any volunteers, including a lead rink manager. So if you live in the Crossing Bridge, uh, not Crossing Bridge, Fernbank Crossing neighborhood near Mark Yakubuski Park and you want a rink, contact me. Uh, next week, I'm going to be at the Stittsville Library on Stittsville Main Street around 10.30 a.m. I'm going to be reading a story for kids. It's their Saturday morning story hour, so looking forward to that. And finally, uh, a welcome to Juliana, who has just joined my team, uh, helping out residents in our office. Great to have you on board, Juliana. And a huge congrats to uh, Amelie and her family on the arrival of their new baby, uh, Nola. Uh, arrived earlier this week. So a new member of Team Stittsville. Congratulations, Amelie and Tim and Charlie and welcome Nola. Um, all right, so I'm inside today because it's super windy and not a very nice day. Um, that, that wind, there is a wind warning out there, so please make sure you've, uh, you've brought in anything that can blow around on your, on your street, and I hope that we don't have any damage from the wind, but uh, it's a blustery day out there. I hope, nonetheless, you have a great weekend. I'll see you at the parade tonight, and I'll talk to you here next Saturday. Take care.